All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Legend of Portalcast, a podcast dedicated to Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, and all things Avatar. I am Colin, your main host, back after a long, long while. Um, I am excited to bring back to the show uh, Kristen and Daniel. Hello, guys. Hey. I realize I usually do one at a time, and I just did you both, but you guys both simultaneously said hey at the same time, and that was amazing. <laughs> we're just we're just good like that. Yes. With all the talent you've been missing. <laughs> uh, all right. So, guys, um, again, uh, so sorry that it's just been such a long time. Um, uh, just not going to spend too much time on this side of things, but I wanted to check in with everybody and just kind of at least uh, give you guys a heads up. Um, pretty intense last month, and it was, uh, it was it was a lot. And I think everybody's going through a lot, but I think that everybody's starting to at least rebound to a better place, um, at least from what I've seen with friends and family and everything. And I just wanted to check in with you guys, see how you're doing and uh, some of the things that you are uh, feeling good and optimistic about. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I think kind of the initial wave of panic has started to subside, which is is nice. I know where I live, there's like we're starting to open businesses back up and mm. uh, everything's kind of getting back to normal functionality at least and um, where I I work in the emergency services, so I've gotten to see a lot of the uh, kind of behind the scenes stresses and issues that a lot of people are dealing with, and uh, it's definitely a lot of that has started to calm down. Things are getting back, a little back to back to normal, back to just regular problems going on. <laughs> Like that regular problems. Regular problems. <laughs> we never knew how much we'd miss regular problems. <laughs> it's it's a wonderful thing when you realize the mundane is actually quite useful. <laughs> uh, how about you, Kristen? I've been keeping pretty busy for the most part. Um, I felt pretty useless initially, but I managed to start volunteering with Meals on Wheels, which delivers meals to people who are homebound. So mostly seniors, but it can also be people who have like any kind of physical issues that prevent them from leaving home or even just temporarily if people are recovering from surgeries or things like COVID-19 where maybe they're bed bound and can't really go anywhere. Um, they help. It's a it's a meal delivery service. And um, I, I like them a lot because they actually adjust for it. So some people get free meals. Some people who have more money but are homebound will offer to pay for the meals. And so it's this... Uh, it's a really interesting concept. It's a really cool company, and um, I've been very happy to volunteer for them. I've probably gotten so many cuts all over my arms from uh, cardboard boxes because <laughs> it's literally just like a conveyor belt. Like it's, it's nothing's machine run. Everything is like people run. So, you know, they stick you on a station. They tell you to pack X amount of you know meals, fruits, veggies, you know, whatever. And you just go and you pass down the cardboard box and you fill up the box with meals. And it's a, it's a very different experience from volunteering with animals. 
Um, <laughs> definitely a lot more people than I'm used to being around. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful because I was pretty scared to do it at first. I was worried I was going to get exposed to somebody, but so far I haven't gotten sick. Um, and I've been very careful about, you know, as soon as I come home, taking off all the clothes from outside and putting mm-hmm. them in the dirty laundry to be washed and all that stuff. So, you know, we've been good for the most part. Um, I've actually been able to return to the aquarium as a volunteer. It's not open, but uh, the concern was if any of the staff fell ill, they wanted to have volunteers in place uh, to make sure that they could help kind of fill some of the backlog if any of the staff got sick. So um, somewhat of a normal-ish schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've, I've mostly been filling my time with uh, marathoning. I marathon she and all these other shows on Netflix. And uh, <laughs> now I get to marathon my favorite show, Avatar. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, before we dive into Avatar stuff, I, I think I I think Uncle Iroh would be would be very happy and proud of both you guys doing the things that you do, because uh, that's amazing that you guys have just been in the thick of it in that way and uh helping and being able to be a positive force because it's tough and and i think the thing is is that you know for the people who aren't it's not a thing of well what are you doing why aren't you because i think it's a matter of like we're all going through this in our own individual way and Mm. uh but hearing those stories hearing that you guys were doing that and it's just that's that's awesome and uh Thank you for doing that. That's it lifts my spirits, and I hope it lifts it lifts the spirits of the listeners. Thanks for joining us here at Portalcast Uplifting Hour, <laughs> where we remind you drink tea and be yes. kind. <laughs> oh my God! Just a slow zoom in on like Uncle Iroh's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, speaking of what you're saying though, Kristen, uh, folks, biggest news right now, as I'm sure you have heard all over the internet is that Avatar, the last airbender has at long last returned to us Netflix and boy, howdy has it been (laughs) a crazy return. Uh, I mean, we were talking about a little bit beforehand, but, uh, uh, I guess, like, Daniel, can you talk about a little bit of, like, what you've been seeing and some of the response that you've seen uh, either online or anything like that with uh, people watching the show again? Yeah, it's uh, it's really been pretty nice because, like, I've, I've, like, talked to people at work about Avatar and and uh, there's, there's, you know, a whole resurgence of material online. Like, people are diving back into it and talking about it and uh you know posting memes everywhere about it and it's it's kind of i don't want to seem grandiose but it's kind of a renaissance of you know this wonderful show that did kind of peter out here in the recent past but you know now everybody's back talking about it and excited about it and i've at least like five times i've had people ask me like Hey, Avatar's coming back. You watched it yet? I'm like, dude, I've <laughs> I've owned the whole thing on DVD for like four years now. So, <laughs> like to me, it's not that big of a deal that it's on Netflix. But everybody else in the world is now getting to share in our joy and appreciation of Avatar. 
it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have to interject on that slightly though, because now I don't have to get up, put my DVD in, play the video, <laughs> switch DVDs to get to different episodes. Now I can just skip through Netflix. So to be fair, there is an advantage to having it on Netflix, even if I do have the whole DVD collection. That I is suppose. so true. <laughs> oh, the Great Divide next. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's, it's so funny too, because I've, I've had a similar experience, Daniel, where like I talk with friends and they're like, yeah, it's like, I, you know, started my day. I need to like fold some laundry and I just threw like a couple episodes of Avatar on. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> just like, and it, it's like, it is such a uplifting, warm show in so many respects. And I think it is, uh, Kristen, I remember before uh, the well, I think it was like two episodes ago that we recorded. I think you know you were talking about how the idea of the live action show when it will come out as hopefully being like a bomb, uh, like a healing thing for, uh, especially the perspective on like the Asian and Asian American community. And I love how Avatar has just already become a bomb and like a healing thing for people just with the show being re-released and uh, redistributed onto Netflix. Um, but what, what's it been like for you, for you, Kristen, with what you've seen? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, I posted, I reposted an Avatar meme that started circulating about how kids should watch it because of all the different topics, mm-hmm. you know, real world topics that the show covers so well and thoughtfully and i had friends i didn't even realize watched it come out of the woodwork going oh yeah i've seen that or oh me and my kids love this show and i'm sitting here like what <laughs> like <laughs> the revelation of it's been mind-blowing because these were people that you know i didn't necessarily associate this with like you know because and for the most part they're all people from high school so these are people that i knew growing up mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here like i would have never assumed that of these people because I felt somewhat niche when I moved to Maryland from Okinawa and I had been steeped in the Okinawan and Japanese culture on that Island, you know, like I came back to the States with Pokemon cards in Japanese. I could read them. I knew what they were, but nobody else knew what they were. And then like a year after I came back, Pokemon hit and boom, it was huge and everybody got into it. And for a while I thought, okay, cool. Maybe they'll get into this other stuff. And I mean, it was slow coming, like eventually other shows, you know, came around like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Um, Never really my thing, but I know a lot of people love the show. So it was one of those things where it never really felt very big. So I never really assumed that any of the people that I grew up around really enjoyed, you know, these kinds of things. They watched a lot more live action shows, Dawson's Creek, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. Like that was their (laughs) thing. Cartoons weren't a big thing for them when I knew them. So it's been fascinating seeing all these people come out of the woodwork and go, Oh yeah, I love that show so much. And I'm like, are you serious? This would have <laughs> changed our relationship. If I knew. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just thinking about that the other day. It's, it's kind of interesting for, at least for me and Colin, I'm not sure about you, Kristen, but me and Colin were in high school when avatar was on TV and airing and, uh, so, you know, that time period, well, I, I <laughs> didn't know how experienced you were. So, <laughs> but, uh, so like, you know, in that time period, everybody's trying so hard to fit in and like not be weird or whatever. And, you know, high school. And so now that it's 
coming back out and we're at the age now where you know a lot of us are married or have younger kids that we can introduce to it and everybody's like so excited and joyful to be able to share this with you know their progeny and it's like so many people that i'd never even would have thought watched it in high school you know they're like oh hey avatar's on netflix now so cool i'm like wow that's that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's unexpected i was just gonna say just to preface technically avatar for me came out at the end of my senior year because what was it came out in like january february of 2005 right Mm-hmm. Yep. Around there, yeah. Yeah. So 2005 was my senior year. So by the time like February rolled around, I'm on the second half of my senior year. So for the most part, I was in college when I was talking to you guys on the Avatar portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, I mean, like we were, I think it was just like we were, it was like a, it, it was still, I think, like three or four year difference. But it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because like I, I remember being able to talk with you and being able to talk with Susan and just like, even though it's just like, you guys were older than us. It was still like we were able to find so much common ground, like yeah. that, that that like did not, it didn't feel like there was a gap or anything in that sense because it was just like we all loved Avatar so much, and it like that's that was the thing that mattered the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool to see like so many people thrilled to be able to show uh, either friends this or you know especially kids and everything. I mean it's because it's such an accessible show something that we've talked about on this podcast uh, a thousand times has just been because like how accessible avatar is for anyone to be able to really jump into and that there is something for anyone watching it uh and why we've always seen such a widespread of people uh from just like adults and like uh, just kids it the whole spectrum really being able to see this and especially across many cultures too. And I think that that's really what's made it uh, just so profound um, because it just is a great story of the hero's journey, really wonderful character uh, development, great fighting, but not something that is like gratuitous Mm -hmm. and that parents have to really worry about. Um, And that's, they always manage to make non-violence or violence really uh still translate uh in a fun productive way yeah and that is really difficult to do i think and i think that that's also why so many people can always feel so good and comfortable about showing it to kids um because you know some parents that's not their jam to show because you know let's be honest like just violence and everything is around so many kids like now even more so than ever (laughs) just the accessibility of video games alone (laughs) yeah i was one of those kids i wasn't even allowed to watch like teenage mutant ninja turtles when i was little (laughs) so obviously that's been the biggest news um with that uh we've also seen uh, some really big uh, kind of emergence with uh, a couple of different things going on. First and foremost, um, our sister podcast, Beyond Bending, uh, is going to be back in the group. I actually just uh, recorded an episode with Marilyn. Uh, we reviewed The Fortune Teller, and uh, that was an absolute riot. Uh, I'm very excited for that to drop, and we'll be sure to link that when that drops as well. Um, and excitingly, the arrow is also going through season three of Korra right now, which is like one of my 
favorite seasons of Korra because Zaheer and the Red Lotus and all of the bending fights are just out of control and so good. Um, so yeah, if you after you hear this episode and you're like, I need more Avatar content, well, on top of what we have in our backlog, if you haven't caught up with that, uh, there are some other really wonderful uh, Avatar podcasts out there, and there's a lot of good content that's just going to keep coming with everything. Um, but one of the big things that's come out, holy crap, Dante Bosco and the Honor Society have been doing Avatar watch-alongs on their Twitch stream. Uh, so the Honor Society is uh, Dante Bosco, Bridget, and Justin. Um, they are basically a group who they do streams, whether it's video games or all kinds of different stuff, and they are doing these weekly Avatar watch parties. Uh, the first week, they brought on uh, Jack DeSena, uh, who is the voice of Sokka, and that was such a great time getting to hear him uh, be able to kind of chime in on things and uh, being able to watch those episodes together. Uh, and then this past week, um, they uh, did an episode with Michaela. Ah, I forgot to look up her last name. Oh, my goodness. Hold on one second. Voice <laughs> of Toss. <laughs> I know. Well, because the thing is, is that her thing is Michaela mostly on uh, Twitter. And it is not the case. Uh, I don't think that that's her last name. I do want to put out there. I don't know if she's yeah. released the episode yet, but... Uh, Fran from a healthy dose of Fran actually approached me about uh, the whole Toph and Suki thing. Um, I, I'm not on the podcast, but she asked me for input to put in the podcast. So I wrote her up a little thing for her to put in. I, I don't know if she's released it. I haven't been able to keep up yet because she's, you know, Disney had its own announcement about Percy Jackson and she's oh been my off God, on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that was like the equivalent of us out, hearing that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but that was like the equivalent of like us hearing that like Avatar was coming back for like Percy Jackson fans to hear like, oh, by the way, we're going to be getting like a show. Right. And it's like, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> the and second coming. I've never read the books or watched the movies or anything. So I have no idea what's going on, but it's huge right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, Michaela Murphy. Uh, she was the uh, voice of Toph. She uh, was uh credited as uh also known as jesse flower um when she was voicing Toph before uh but she was recently on the honor society stream uh and that was also super wonderful super delightful they're doing that on fridays um so be sure to check them out on uh, twitch tv if you're also looking for more fun avatar content um uh what else has been going on well I don't know if you guys follow Brian uh, Konitsko, one of the co-creators of the show on Instagram or Facebook, but he has been doing an incredible series of avatar drawings. Um, and he is doing this uh, supporting relief efforts uh, for the Navajo Nation in their battle with COVID-19. Um, they have been uh, hit particularly hard and getting resources to them has been a real struggle and a lot of these charities are looking to uh, raise money to help support and get them the resources that they need to be able to uh, stem the spread of COVID and uh, he uh, has entered these uh, drawings basically into an auction so that they can help raise money for those charities um, but it is 
Absolutely incredible drawings of Aang, Sokka, Toph, Katara, Suki, Appa, Momo, Zuko, Iroh. It is just runs the full gamut, and it's so delightful. Um, so if you guys are interested in checking that out, I highly recommend you look at uh, Brian's Instagram or his Facebook uh, just to get more information about that and learn how you can help support those charities. Um, and I just think that it's so awesome that he is doing that because I think it's just wonderful recognition to know that like so much of the inspiration for avatar and especially for the water tribe came from a lot of and not specifically navajo but like indigenous tribes and being able to kind of give back in that way is i feel like a great example of walking the walk and not just being like hey this is really cool culture but like still actively uh trying to do something positive for it yeah and i I do want to preface this too as somebody who has been in the navajo nation and has seen how hard it is to get around and how just straight up desert it is out there. Like it's really necessary. Like there I've read stories and I've heard stories from when we were there of people whose, you know, their wells dried up and they couldn't get any support. And they actually had to leave the reservation in order to survive because their family land was no longer arable, had no water. They couldn't irrigate nothing. So, I mean, they already had problems before this happened. And this is just kind of compounding a lot of the inequity that they've experienced for, you know, basically as long as the reservation has existed. So um, it's amazing that Brian's doing this because it's not just the Navajo who live on the reservation. There are other groups that live on the reservation. In fact, there's a Hopi reservation inside the Navajo reservation. And some of these people, some of these groups that are in there are literally some of the last remaining people of their culture. And it would be horrifying for these these cultures and these people to pass away into memory and just not exist anymore. So, you know, protecting and preserving that indigenous culture that has already suffered some pretty major blows in history and making sure that they can survive is just can't emphasize enough how important it is. And I'm very grateful to Brian for the work he's done because I know some groups have kind of been reaching out and helping out, but at the end of the day, there needs to be some really big intervention to make sure that these people are not just getting medical treatment, but that they're set up to survive afterwards post COVID-19 to make sure that, you know, their homes don't fall into neglect and that they can go home, have jobs, farm their lands and do the things that they should be able to do regardless of whether or not there's a pandemic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So folks definitely check that out. See if, uh, if you're in a position to be able to uh, help donate, then check that out. Uh, to be able to look into that again on uh, Brian's Instagram page. He's got all the links for that as well as on his Facebook page. Um, and I have I have seen one or two of the pictures floating around on the internet. And oh. I can tell you, his art has come a long way from drawing a kid meditating on a napkin in a restaurant. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I posted last week uh, on the Instagram, but I mean, it is just the like line work on like these illustrations is incredible. The one of Toph is I think my favorite one. Um, it is just like her leaping through the air with boulders in the background. And it is just such a wonderful expression of her as a character. But then we're also getting awesome shots of like 
Suki and Momo and Appa, and it's just it's really wonderful. And I, I th- it's cool to see him work within a black and white uh, color space mm-hmm. uh, exclusively, and really being able to kind of like put the time in for that. It's just it's really cool to see the person who brought these to life kind of revisit them in such an intimate way so many years later yeah yeah. so the last bit of news that i wanted to kind of talk about and uh, we're going to close out uh, kind of today's discussion with is uh the follow-up novel to the rise of kiyoshi shadow of kiyoshi is coming out next month next month is july right may june nope two months Next next month technically is june (laughs) <laughs> yep oh man what oh what my is god what has COVID done to you? <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand days anymore all i know is that all right work is monday tuesday wednesday and saturday days in between rest recover like do Time my streaming to be a social construct it's not real <laughs> seriously though oh my god it's crazy well in two months uh shadow kiyoshi is going to be coming out so uh yeah got some really cool stuff to look forward to more original avatar content uh but excitingly enough we got some preview pages that they included uh on amazon to kind of just show uh some of the stuff that's going to be discussed in that uh in that we actually find out the name of the uh firebending avatar that came before avatar yang chen um, so we can no longer call him Jafar. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Though, I mean, I'm still low-key going to probably want to call him Jafar. I'm not going to lie, but like... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Kakachi95, who is the um, illustrator who has done all the incredible um, artwork for, uh, like kind of tribute artwork for uh, Rise of Kyoshi and all of these amazing Kyo- Rise of Kyoshi scenes... Uh, posted about that so uh the fire nation avatar his name is uh seto i don't know if i am pronouncing that correctly how would you guys pronounce this s z e t o um probably pretty close to that a little just kind of a flip on the end of the s probably seto a bit more <laughs> well, folks, if you, uh, I mean, I know you can't really I, I respond with audio. If you can, that would be awesome if you want to send us like an email with a recording. But that's like, that's asking a whole lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is the name of the new one. But again, uh, I mean, you know, Seto, Jafar, like, let's just. Potato, well, potato, really. Yeah, I mean. exactly. <laughs> But what's really cool is that we are seeing them dive even deeper into the lore of Avatar The Last Airbender. And that's the beautiful part of what Mike and Brian did is that, like, they created such a long history that is, like, we know nothing about that anything is possible. And I really, really love that they are exploring that because I'm sure it's going to be a lot about Kurok and his experience with his past lives because that's the thing we have to remember is that each avatar has had their own journey having to connect with their past lives and how that experience kind of compounds over time and how it seems to be you can only access like the past few lives so it's like certain lives obviously are passing along knowledge but like 
you know, we never really heard from like anyone before Yang Chen uh, mm-hmm. when uh, in the show or even in Korra. With I mean, we heard from Juan, but he was like the first. So, <laughs> but it, it's really interesting to see that they're going to be expanding on that. And I am super looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, to kind of close things out, uh, what are, what are some like avatar things that you guys are going to do? If, uh, like watching avatar Netflix, what, what episodes are you going to like hop into and excited to kind of rewatch in that? If, if you already have watched some, which I know we all have, <laughs> right? Well, my, my husband is woefully behind on the entire series. So, oh man, but what probably, a journey ahead, <laughs> right? Probably just going to tie him to the sofa and binge watch at least a <laughs> season or two yes you know all you got to do is just like as soon as the storm hits man you just you know you got him hook line and sinker anyway <laughs> the, the problem is getting through the first episode where it's still or the first season where it's all kind of goofy and lighthearted and yeah it, for some we, people that's a real turn the off meat and bones. yes <laughs> Uh, I know there was a, a, a D&D podcast I listened to, uh, not another D&D podcast, and they do a Patreon-exclusive show uh, where they kind of talk about all the episodes afterwards and sometimes just other stuff. But one of the players brought up how one of the things that uh, the DM uh, kind of did w- reminded him of Avatar The Last Airbender. And the DM did not, like, n- like he had never seen avatar and so the <laughs> next the next the next week they're like hey thanks for uh, uh our fans uh because they have like a, a p.o box that people can send stuff in it's like yeah we received <laughs> um dvd copies of avatar and legend of Korra, so thank oh, you guys <laughs> but it was oh my god i know right it's like do not do not underestimate the like evangelization of avatar when someone (laughs) realizes that they have not like (laughs) seen that yet that's amazing um but at the same time absolutely incredible but it was also tough because he was like yeah he's like i like it he's like it's just he had a harder time with like the kid show side of it and like didn't like fully make it through it was kind of heartbreaking to hear and also the like his player called well was also like uh, that's okay but you know what you'll come back around to it it's like yeah he <laughs> you'll will. get there eventually <laughs> you'll come crawling back everyone does <laughs> i mean the episodes aren't that long it doesn't take that long to push into like the really good content like if you can sit down and marathon like hour-long shows like a whole like 15 episodes of an hour-long so show like for its whole season or something you can sit down and get through the first like five episodes or so of a freaking kid show that's like 24 minutes long per episode without commercials i mean really yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm down to marathon season two season two has always been my favorite like i like season three i like season one they have their good points but season three is just or season two is just so perfect because you know there's been a lot of character development there's a lot more things developing there's new characters being introduced and it doesn't it's it's still goofy like the first season but it doesn't quite have the heaviness of the third season so Mm. for me season two is like the perfect season to watch just for fun because i get to enjoy like a little bit of everything it's a little dark it's a little emotional it's a little fun and goofy it's a little Mm. adventurous like it's a little bit of everything 
I get, you know, I get to sit here and get my pick of the buffet of emotions that I could potentially feel (laughs) for season two. And I get, you know, a ton of tough blind jokes about everybody just constantly forgetting (laughs) that she's blind. So it's just the perfect season. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we're going to be looking into as well is that uh, we know with the Honor Society, they've got their uh, kind of like watch through and everything. But in the meantime, since I've been away, I've done lots of research. I found out ways for us to be able to do watch-alongs that is still within the legal rights and limits uh, so that Viacom doesn't come after us. Uh, So it just basically, it involves just not showing or not like having the audio play. Uh, The visuals are fine. It is simply the audio that they like have the biggest problem with and i think as long as like the video is like not taking up the full screen and like having video of hosts and everything that's really the main thing so we're going to be potentially doing that whether it's video or audio uh we're going to be doing stuff on our stream because uh i've gotten a lot of good practice with streaming and i'm excited to start bringing that a little bit now to uh the portal cast side of things we're obviously all got a lot of stuff going on, so we're going to figure out the schedule, but we'll be sure to let everyone know, uh, both on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll keep folks uh, posted there. Um, but guys, uh, Kristen, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me and uh, for uh, lending all of your wonderful commentary and insight uh, for this kind of short return episode. Yeah. Thanks for putting it together, as always. Yeah. Let's put in a request to the Honor Society that Dante Bosco, when he airs these episodes, should do bad lip readings of the full episodes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> so, Kristen, can you uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast that you actually uh, just launched and uh, where our listeners can check that out? Oh, Um, So I have launched a podcast called The Nagging Naturalist. Uh, It is a podcast focused on wildlife and wildlife conservation. Uh, Basically, the idea is that each month I will select a species. For my first month back in April, I chose the hellbender. This month, it's been, well, this month for however long it lasts, (laughs) uh, has been the tassel (laughs) wildegong. And then next month in June, I will be rolling out a new species. And basically, I have a main episode at the beginning of the month where I discuss the species. And then uh, the following episodes for the remainder of the month are just mini little episodes adding on information about that species and talking about it in different contexts. Um, let me think. I, I distribute through Anchor. So you can find my podcast on Anchor. And it distributes it to Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm in Pocket Cast, Breaker. Uh, radio public and i am waiting for my approval for apple podcast so hopefully i'll be on itunes soon i just need apple to uh approve of it uh but yeah those are all the places where it can be found and i do also have a website associated with the podcast it's the nagging naturalist.com and my podcasts are also on that as well so and show notes when i remember to post them (laughs) Um, (laughs) the struggle is real i know too well yeah buddy (laughs) So those are all the places where it can be found. And then I do maintain social media for it as well. I've got it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm relatively active when my brain reminds me that I need to post things. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. And guys, uh, go ahead and check that out and uh, help support one of our hosts in her own endeavor. 
Yes. Uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, sorry it's been so long, but I hope you all are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, and uh, keeping in good spirits. Um, we really appreciate you guys uh, listening in, sticking with us. Um, we're excited to be back in the saddle and uh, bringing you guys some more Avatar content. Uh, we've got some really fun stuff planned. I am going to be releasing the second episode of our Avatar D&D uh, coming up later this week. Um, so we're going to be doing that and a couple other stuff we're going to be continuing on, including our Toph deep dive. We have not forgotten. We're going to be coming back to it. We're going to round out that discussion and we are so excited for it. Um, but uh, in the meantime, check us out on social media, Legend of Portalcast on Facebook and Instagram, Portalcast Pod on Twitter, and legendofportalcast.com is our website. Find us on all of those wonderful listening devices like iTunes and a Spotify and a Stitcher. Uh, and if you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. That'd be wonderful. Because guess what, guys? Not going to lie, with the rise of Avatar's popularity back, we got more Avatar podcasts popping up every day. They're coming for us. <laughs> uh, but for real, though, uh, we appreciate your guys' support. And if you feel inclined, we always love feedback. Uh, go ahead and drop a review and a rating. But for the meantime, and until next time, eh, let us leave.